everybody. Happy March, <laughs> wherever it is. I to March, Friday 13th, wherever it is. Uh, <laughs> happy March, and welcome to another episode of Megasheen, your podcast for gay and geeky things told by a Black Geek Perspective, queer Black Geek Perspective. I am Victor. And I'm Nick. And today we have a very special guest. He is, uh, let's see. A music guru, chicken wing connoisseur, the originator of the hashtag Turn This Up, Mr. Soul Brother number two, we have Eric M. Black on the show. <laughs> that, that's an amazing introduction. I, <laughs> I really do appreciate that. And I yeah. love the fact that you do talk about wings because that's, I love wings. I love making up new sauces for wings. I mean, wings are a love language. Like, I could... I could go on wings all the time. Like, I mean, they, they high as hell right now, but outside of the price. <laughs> well, okay, you know. can we talk about that? Can we talk about that for a second? I going in trying to buy the regular pack of wings I've been buying that will be like eight, eight, like eight seventy something like that. Now we got like yeah. there's, there's two pounds of wings, you know. So I'm like, okay, eight dollars pack of wings. Now these things are like almost twenty dollars. I'm mm-hmm. like, are you kidding me? Yeah, they're they're twenty five here in New York. Definitely twenty five. I, oh. I saw twenty five dollar wings. And yeah. that I know now I have to buy the wings, and those wings, the ones you have to cut up. And I'm like, now look, <laughs> I can cut up wings now. I've learned, but even those are getting high now. I'm just like, right. y'all ain't trying to help nobody. So President Biden, um, you, know, you, you got to do something with these prices. Shit, I don't want to go back to eating ramen. <laughs> and I'm not even doing that. So y'all, you gotta come on now. I need to. I, I don't need to be paying eighteen dollars for a pack of ten wings. Ten mm-hmm. wings, twenty-five wings, but a pack of ten. Who can't be doing that? Child, I was about to uh, buy a pack of steaks, and it was like fifty, sixty dollars. I said, you know what? Wow. Never mind. I'll just get fifty some. or sixty dollars. Uh huh. Well, how and many? It was only five. It was only five or six in the packet. Well, that's not bad. I said, Kroger, you stupid for this. <laughs> but whatever, <laughs> what I say, because if it's like ribeye, like, okay, I, well, if it's five of them, okay. But no, I get what you're saying. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> right. I was like, that's too much. I'll just Sorry. get some hot dogs and some <laughs> beans and we do it like we did back in the uh, old days. Uh, I know. <laughs> Some bologna, you know. I'm about to say, buy some bologna, some mm-hmm. of that frozen stuff. That's sad. It's sad that we <laughs> go on through that. Like, I was hoping not to relive my childhood. Now I'm about to talk about buying some bologna and some white bread. This is not how it should be. This is not what I was promised. This crystal stare is not. Well, Eric, we are so glad that you are here with us. So um, let's catch up. Uh, what has everybody been doing these past weeks or so? Um, Eric, I'll start with you. Um, I've been traveling a little, uh, going to visit friends in D.C. And um, I've had friends come here, hang out with me, uh, lots of drinking, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, getting the shit I'm not supposed to be getting into. But, um, you know, just trying to, Trying to come back after this pandemic a little bit. Well, right. Yeah. I, I said that like it's over, but you know. Well, I don't know. It, it, 
It's in a different stage. Yeah, and then, yeah. you know, like, I think like a month from now, we're probably going to be in a, another wave of God knows what variant. And yeah. it's just like this starting and stopping is just ridiculous. But we wouldn't have been in a situation if everybody did what they were supposed to do exactly. last year. Yeah, in the exactly. first, first round. In the first yeah. round. So now right the alpha, beta, Omicron, Omerion, and doing a uh, side, this step shows around the world. <laughs> the fucking probates. Yeah. But, yeah, Victor, what have you been up to aside from, you know, working but not working? Um, that. And, <laughs> um, you know, still, you know, still exploring LA, even though I've been here for almost 15 years or 15 years, whatever. I don't know. Wow, I don't know how long I've been here. Since 2007. Um, you know, there's still places around here that I have not really seen. So I'm spending some time doing that, working on my manuscript and, you know, watching a lot of, uh, watching a lot of old, um, a different world episodes on HBO Max. I've been watching <laughs> all of those, which are really funny and very, very, very telling of the times. Um, realizing that I really, did not realize how cute Dwayne Wayne really was at the time. Mm-hmm. At the time. Okay. At the time. But he, he grew up to <laughs> also how cute um Sinbad was to a degree. To a degree. Yeah. Like, I, I get about... <laughs> what was that, Eric? I said I'll give that to Sinbad. I'll give him <laughs> that. I'll give him that one. Okay. Even Ron was kind of cute too after a while. I was like, okay, some of y'all were really cute. Okay. Y'all's really cute. And how much how much I really was a Whitley in college, but also a little bit of Freddie too, because I was always trying to, you know, bring everybody together. So, mm. and I, I know I was not. I, after that first year of being an RA, and then one of my residents tried to fight me, I said, "Girl, fuck y'all." Oh wow! Child got drunk, called me N-word, and all this jazz. I was like, okay, so. I think I told you that story, didn't I, Victor? Oh, I didn't know they were trying to fight. Yeah, girl. I was like, look. <laughs> I, I, I feel like the, those like quiet students went to your college. To EKU? Oh, I thought you were transferring. <laughs> I okay. all wrong. Uh-uh. We was drinking like, hell, we was drinking on the way to class. Um, this a, yeah, that that's where my drinking started <laughs> in college. <laughs> but now um, there was, uh, I think I was doing somebody's rounds, you know, when we have to walk all the floors and whatnot. And one of the residents, he wouldn't get in his room. Then he started yelling and screaming. And I was like, okay, let me get, get my boss because I'm going to get out of my bag. So by the time I get my boss, he's up there crying, hugging everybody. I was like, okay, that's that's cute and all, but you're going down. <laughs> so I filed a police report, and then I got him expelled. So I was like, I, I'm not, you're not gonna, you're not gonna try to fight me, and then not get away with it, no. And then like wow. I think like a year and a half later, he came in as a guest and was all buddy buddy, and like uh, it reminded me of Monica from Girlfriends. 
uh, <laughs> on one episode. I'm like, girl, what are you doing? We are not friends. Like, uh, you know how white people are. Yes. Yeah. White people are. We do. <laughs> Just doing the, the absolute most with the very absolute least. And then stun when you call them on it. Right. Like, <gasps> taking a bag. Like, girl, if you don't find some... <laughs> Put that audacity back that you have in droves. Um, I know for me, uh, yesterday, me and my sisters had a surprise uh, birthday for my mom. And her sisters came down. Um, and I think my uncle came up, one of my uncles. You know what? If a party starts at one for Black folks, and then I tell you the time one to five, and then 4.30 hits, and you just say, oh, do y'all, somebody give me the directions. I'm like, nigga, damn, like, the party's over. Just get us somewhere else. But you know, you're talking <laughs> to older Black folks, and you know that a one o'clock means three. I'm like, oh, my God, y'all. How y'all this late? You should know by now that... I should know by now, but th- especially this family. <laughs> you give a I like hour. It's a 10-hour... <laughs> you gotta give a window, yeah. Right. Oh my god. But ain't nobody showed up until five because somebody Aunt Bessie ain't she's gonna cook and she wants to add this and that and then somebody has to go buy something new and somebody ain't coming because somebody's coming. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it was very much that. It was very much that. And then somebody forgot the ice. Then we didn't uh-huh. have tape for the decorations. Then this, then I, how do you work the music? I'm like, all right, y'all. We do not have time for all this. We only have the space for like five hours. <laughs> but it was it was fun. It was good to see everybody. That's good. But um, that's good. It's good to get black people together like that. <laughs> uh, when you can, but when when you apparently, because <laughs> you know how some black folks like to do. Um, yeah. Other than that, I've just been working in grad school. I got five more classes, and then I'll finish with my degree. Yes, you will be free right. up in your office someday. Right, my makeshift office. That's the spare bedroom that has boxes that I still haven't unloaded from when I first moved in this place back in 2018. Well, you know, when you get like a real office, you know, we, we talk, we, we were positive projection. Po- yeah. That you could be like, this is my, you get your nice little oak frame, put it up. <laughs> I see your middle name. No, my, well, yeah, know my middle name, but yeah. <laughs> and I, I was thinking of maybe doing a a, a doctorate program. Well, Let's... go for it. I mean, it's a commitment. You got to commitment. You know, I'm like, fuck, yeah. You got to know what you want to do with all. That's the thing. That's one of the reasons why. Right. I, I don't. I don't want to get it and then, you know, waste it, so to speak. Yeah, because I do. I'll be honest, and I have friends who are doctors. <laughs> I I use some of them don't even like, don't even like you to call them a doctor, and then some of them don't really even use it, or they use it to some degree. Like it, it helps you become like a dean or something. If mm-hmm. But if you don't, if you want to, if you really want to teach, it's cute. But if you don't want to do that. I don't want to be around nobody's badass kids. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well you can't work like, in our uh, place. Right. Like, you're not going to buck up and I'm not going to be able to fight you. No. 
Now, why are you trying to fight? You can call security, but you can work. I can't write you over. <laughs> for a community college, you can do that. Well, I know from community colleges, you only need your master's. Usually, that's that's a lie I was told. But you know, we'll see. We'll we'll we still have a uh, a ways to go, and things can change and whatever. But Eric, again, glad we're here. You're here, and let's get into um, our segment of Aunt May's tea. Uh, Victor, what we have on the plate today? Well, besides my neighbors pouring water down on the thing we have, <laughs> let's see what we can pick up. Let's talk about Disney's and their, and you know, Disney and their flip flopping ways. You know, back when they were, you know, I forgot who was running for president. Flip flopper was like the big statement of the, of the thing they used to use. But Disney did pull a big flip flop and uh, decided to, you know, try to say, oh, well, you know, we, we didn't mean to do this. We didn't mean to come off like we support the deal, even though we gave like all this money to these particular people. But at one point they were silent. And the next thing you know, they were saying something. And then they were like, well, now we're, we're pausing how much money we're giving or we're doing that because of the backlash and people have been walking out of Disney. So for example, around here in the Burbank area, people have been walking out, have been well known about like how they feel about this. And so it has made a change. We just don't know how deep these changes are going to be. Disney full of shit. <laughs> yes, I mean, mm -hmm. they, Disney is full of shit. Uh, Disney is, um, of course, now backpedaling and uh, putting their foot in their mouths because of money. It all comes down to money. Um, and there's no doubt in my mind that they definitely definitely support uh the don't say gay bill um you mean they're, they're in florida uh that you know that's the uh the mindset of most uh floridians especially um rich floridians you know mm -hmm. they they tend to be republican and they tend to be very conservative um i would say to the extreme like they're extreme extremists when it comes to you know they're uh, conservative value so uh, there's no doubt in my mind that Disney supports it but because of uh, the money that they will possibly be leaving on the table you know all of the LGBT plus community who has poured into Disney as a company you know for years um, and you want to talk about like TV and movies and you know they, they're trying to say they're trying to save face because they need that money It's very much that, and I'm just like, you can't, they're trying to have their cake and eat it, right. basically. They're trying to be in bed with uh, anti-queer folks and then be in bed with queer people. Like, you just can't, you can't have it both ways and then expect when you piss off one group to be like, oh, I'm sorry, I was just meaning to, no, come on yeah. now, like. And I think there was like a, there was supposed to be a same sex, a same gender kiss in that animated flight, that Buzz flight movie or whatever. Yeah. Um, 
movie. Yeah, because they had taken it out, and then because they got so much backlash, they're putting it back in. And that's the reason why a lot of those movies, um, like, they don't do that good in, like, Chinese markets or those really um, anti-LGBTQ markets because they have to cut those those images of uh, queer representation. But like I said, it's just either you're all in or you all out. Right. You You can't have it both ways, Disney. Yeah, that's very true. It's very, it's odd because of the fact they do all this work they do do for our community. And we do see it, we do know it exists but it's said that capitalism has played a big role into why we can't move forward or, or why they can't. And they have billions of dollars. So part of me is like, why can't they just flex and be like, Florida, listen, without us, you are nothing. Right. Which is really true. If you've ever been down to Orlando and the way they kind of <laughs> run that spot, they run that place. So part of me is like, they could just be like, okay, either y'all get it together or we pulling out and they can pull out because there's just been talks of that before. So they can actually do a little bit more with that, but it was disheartening to know that they've been putting money in some of these candidates and they can't talk about how, oh, we didn't know that it was like this because you, a lot of them, we knew they were like that before they even ran. That guy that got his house destroyed <laughs> by that tornado, he had a history, they knew that. So that's why I kind of laughed when I heard that, you know, a tornado went, I forgot his name, but the tornado went through his house. And I was like, oh, well, that, well, that was God trying to tell you something right there. He went through your house. All right, the color purple. I was going to say, come on, sure. <laughs> that what you're doing is wrong. That was something telling you, somewhat, somewhat, the universe saying your ass is wrong. But Disney, and we'll talk about this a little bit later because it kind of goes into Marvel because they own Marvel. It's, it's just fascinating to kind of look at this is the message that you're giving us big from the top, from the main office. And then we have y'all doing these other little things like, we love y'all, but we care about y'all. That's mm-hmm. like, pff, I don't even want to use it like that. I was going to say, that's like Ike doing what he was doing to Tina, but then talking about, but I love you though. It's how it kind of feels. You know, like. And it's an extreme example, but it's an yeah. example nonetheless. Yeah. And so it's just to a point where I'm just like, it's, they could do a whole lot better and they can actually flex a little bit more. They really can. Um, So let's see, what else do we have? Oh, the, um, speaking of Disney and Marvel, the Miss Marvel trailer dropped uh, this past week. Um, I don't know what to expect, but I'm glad to see some representation from culture that's not white, something that, a culture that I am unfamiliar with, um, but would like to see more representation and learn more about, um, and I'm, I want to see how this ties into this next phase that they're going to. Um, I think there might be setting up for 
what the the young avengers or something like that but uh what did you all think of the trailer I enjoyed it. Um, and like you said, I'm happy to see, you know, representation that is not like white. That's not, you know, what we're used to getting. Um, and it's a culture that I don't know much about. So I was excited for it. Um, I still, even from the trailer, am not completely sure what to expect, um, like from the series, but, um, I mean, I'm going to watch it anyway, just, you know, uh, not even a lot. Like, I'm going to watch it. But um, I, I the trailer didn't give me anything to, like, want more of, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get that. And and I hope a part of them was like, we're just going to give you just a tease to where mm-hmm. you turn in every week. Um, right. But yeah, I'm excited for it. It's going to be interesting. I also know it will lead into the Marvels that we will see a little bit later. I want to see how they're going to do, how treat her powers. Her powers are very interesting in the comics. So, you know, we'll see how they do a Comic-Con uh, on, this, on this particular uh, series and how will it mix in with the others. But I do wonder how will this spell out or spill out into what a young Avengers will look like? Because we, we've seen some of them already, you know, mm-hmm. from Winter Soldier, we saw some, even um, some, I think that one girl is still alive. We saw a few other things where we can see them all maybe come together. So I don't know. I'm excited to see what happens. I know Moon Knight is already, is it out already? But uh, I think Moon Knight comes out the end of March. Okay. So like in next week. Okay. Oh Lord! Wow! And it has uh, my baby daddy, um, Oscar Isaac, in it with his short little self. <laughs> so yeah, this you know I'm interested to see what's going to happen. I don't know, like the the trailer, like you all said, it didn't give us anything to go on. So I, I'm like, okay, so is it just going to be like a a kids? Well, uh, like a, a youth version of Miss Marvel's everyday life, and then she gets swept up in something like Avenger-like, or is it just going to be her discovering her powers? Or I wonder what kind of storyline they're going to do throughout the series that makes her, you know, swept into the uh, the zeitgeist, so to speak, of the Marvel universe. And how it make it how it if it's what where in the timeline it comes in if it's like after the events of Doctor Strange because you know that's going to be a pivotal moment in the whole movement of the timeline and what goes forward. Which when does it come? When when does Doctor Strange come out again? In about forty eight days. Um, it's coming out Ooh. soon. <laughs> so in about Ooh. 48 days that's coming out so I feel like this is going to take place oh crap when will this take place it has to yeah, be see, it may be before that it may be before mm-hmm. that. somebody I don't I think this is somebody uh, getting everybody's go that the the image of her sitting on the, the, the uh, lamppost outside there's like a shooting star. And then somebody said, oh, that's Silver Surfer. And I'm like, okay, that is pushing 
the dog shit out of that. Yeah. I know she could reach, but that is a reach Definitely. if I have ever heard of it. I don't think Silver Surfer has much to do with her, but I don't know either. I don't know, but that could have been Miss. Well, it could have been Captain Marvel. Um, it could have been any of the situations that about to happen. Now with her story, it could be about her discovery. It could be about her discovering her powers, um, and there's been a lot of clues about what's been left on Earth. Like you know, after the the Battle of New York, there were artifacts and things all over the place that people were trying to sell, trying to collect. That could play a part in that. Um, also, Monica and, and stuff that she was discovering before all that stuff happened in one division. There's a lot mm-hmm. that could be mixed in with this um, to where we will see that. But also, we we still are dealing with um, the effects. Crap. A little bit of the effects of what happened from one division because of the fact there was some co- cosmic type situations that kind of spurt so mm-hmm. I, who knows who knows uh, or who knows like if sword is involved there's just so much that we don't know and we go you know how we speculate everybody's gonna speculate and everybody's wrong basically everybody's, <laughs> everybody's wrong, wrong. <laughs> so still has not made an appearance yet so mm-hmm. or stefano demera so we just waiting on to see what's gonna happen next but i think it's gonna happen before Doctor Strange. I think Doctor Strange is going to once everything is finished, because I think everything finishes before Doctor Strange. I think all mm-hmm. these are, what, six or eight episodes. And then we got Doctor Strange. And we're supposed to get uh, another What If series this year, too. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, so because I think What If, What If is one of my top three uh, series. Like, What If, Scarlet Witch, and I'm gonna say Falcon. Falcon was really once I actually sat down and watched it, um, I thought it was really good. Good, well, good. I'm glad you actually said <laughs> Well, I had like I had started it when I was on the road, uh-huh. and then I was like, okay, I can't keep up with this. I can't keep up with that and school and work. So let me just drop this until I get back home. And then like I stopped it when the door Malaji came in and beat the shit out of John Walker and uh, his little black sidekick. Um, <laughs> he was just, let me not go get started on that. But uh, yeah, I started, I stopped it. And then when I came back, we finished it. And I was like, okay, this is good. I still, there's something that I don't like about Anthony Mackie, but I don't, I don't, I can't place it. You're not the first person that I've heard say that. <laughs> you are not. You, you are not the first person I've heard say that. I, I, I'll be like, okay, maybe because I'm caught up with, you know, I'm looking at his cakes most of the time. But <laughs> at the same time, I'm like, there is something, but I let it just kind of slide. But jumping back on that really quick, I have to say that that episode, just with the door of Melange, that, that, that scene is eats and feeds. Like, it gives you you feeling down, just watch it. You'd be like, okay, I can go outside today because you know you can just have that. Mm-hmm. How John feel- just like invaded uh her, what was it, AO's uh space and then like just touched her like that. Like, get the fuck off of me, nigga. Like it was so white. It was so white of him to do that. Like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm the law and y'all should be bowing to me. And I don't even know why you 
bald-headed hoes are even here. Uh, yeah, I read all the, all those lines, all between those lines. So took his shield. It was just like the way they just addressed him, like boom, bam, bang. What else? Right. Yeah, it was like what? It was like what else you gonna do? And I was sitting there like I was mad at Bucky though, cause he was just like. But they had right, to we gave you that arm. Like, that, that, yeah, they can take that arm back. Like, like, don't, like, you don't get out of pocket. Because he kind of got out of pocket. He should have just stood there, too, just be like. Because she, uh, he had said something off the cuff, but then she called him his government name. She's like, you're not <laughs> no uh, white wolf. She's like, oh, you that, you John from accounting. Like, bitch, don't get it twisted. Yes, yeah, so not get it twisted. She came over and took his headphone set, so he wasn't able to do any more orders and drive through. So, oh, right. Basically. Go hit the clock out for me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> like, remember who gave you all of this? Mm-hmm. He was basically giving him a Claire Huxtable that moment. It was like, <laughs> we gave you all this and we can take it away. So I was just like, I'm not going to watch that again. Thank you for reminding me. They're going to watch it again just to be like, okay, I can just do, I can do everything now. <laughs> but uh, in addition to comic books and all that jazz, DC and Marvel um, announced their Pride events uh, or uh, issues. So, uh, Victor, what's going on with those? Well, they let everybody know they got their Pride um, extravaganza coming out. Um, They let us know very early, um, which in some ways is very timely due to the things that are happening in Florida and Texas. And then we're probably going to see in Georgia and Tennessee as well. Um, it was a good time to kind of release the support that they have for LGBT community. Now this, to be honest, had some mixed reviews. Um, and this is why a lot of people believe like, yeah, that's cute that you're telling us this in June, but you know, it's all, I mean, before June, but you know, there's always that group of people are like, well, what are you doing with these characters throughout the entire year? Um, what storylines? Why are the storylines basically where like, oh, I got a boyfriend, or I got a girlfriend, and we're in love? Because there, there was some good discourse about what it looks like when you look at these things, and it, why can't it just be every time stories? And a lot of it has. Friend of the show, Steph will, uh, Steph came to talk today. Steph, I will. Uh, Stephanie Williams have been pinning um nubia for a while now and we have more nubia come we have the coronation special as well as more nubia in june and nubia is also included in the big pride event um so we do know that nubia, nubia is um open sexually and so that is something but yes we would like to see more of the other characters really play stronger roles and luckily and grateful gratefully steph has made sure that nubia is seen everywhere um, hopefully mm-hmm. we'll have Nubia in the Justice League. Um, but right now Nubia is the queen, so she has to take care of the mascara through the trial of the Amazons, which is a very interesting comic. I will say if y'all have not picked that up, pick up Trial of the Amazons because it has it has drama in there, it has women of color, you know, talking shit and telling you what they're gonna do about it. So it's a very good book, but they all, both Marvel and DC have, have released, you know, information about who's going to be writing and, and what have you. I will say DC has a very diverse group of people writing and drawing than Marvel. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> but um, yeah, they both have these big projects. They are usually really good, but I do hope to see more throughout the year involving some of these characters. So I think there was a, a character, a queer character, a queer Captain America-ish character that I've seen once. Um, he's kind of a, you know, a white trash version boy, whatever he is. And I haven't really seen that much about him yet. The same as with some of the other people they've had or created. Um, like, you know, continue to give them stories. It doesn't have to be completely wrapped around the pride event, but let's just continue to have them, you know, do more things or evolve in some way. Let them have a moment like a Jean Grey where, you know, they just kind of get out there. And we do have that with Wiccan and hulking, but that's also white male characters too. So it seems right. like sometimes these white male characters are getting all the things. Let's have some of the characters of color get some of those things too. Mm -hmm. That's very much so. And you know, it's art imitating life. So <laughs> but one more thing before we uh, wrap up Aunt May's tea and some, I Yes, this is good news. Uh, University of Pennsylvania swimmer Leah Thomas becomes the first transgender athlete to win a NCAA, uh, NCAA Division I title after finishing first in the women's 500-yard freestyle event this past Thursday. And I think it's good to highlight these kind of wins, especially since all of these anti-trans bills are running through state legislators around the country, you have the anti-abortion bills that have picked up starting in Texas. I think there's one here in Kentucky. There was a, the one that the, is going to go before the Supreme Court and from Mississippi. All of these bills are designated to condemn women and queer people. So we have to, I believe, highlight the wins that our fellow queer people are making out here. So congratulations to uh, Miss Thomas. We see you, girl, and keep on swimming. Keep swimming. You swimming. That was some good news. That was some good news. Uh, uh, is there anything else? I would say this. Um, did y'all see? No. Cause, <laughs> <laughs> I think you're gonna say. Cause white Twitter and white gay Twitter and black gay Twitter are like it is, no pun intended. It is day and night. Very day and night. It's two. It's different <laughs> dimensions. So I saw this man walking around the store. <laughs> With a face full of nut. And people about. were like, oh, that's so hot. Oh, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, first of all, I'm not going to yuck anybody's young. And I am all for kinks. But girl, this is a Kroger. What in the fuck are you doing? And why are you subjecting everybody else unwillingly? to these supposed kinks and everybody was like oh he's bi so it's okay like as far as like him, his sexuality gives him a pass to do this and I'm like what 
is the matter with these white boys? Did y'all see that? I, I was like, I, I saw there was one where someone went into the store were completely naked and had a heart on. He did that. And I guess he was like letting everybody know. It was in the, I guess in the, I guess it was starting this interesting trend. I don't know if it's continuing, but it was like people doing that too. And I was like, I don't know what y'all trying to do. Like, yeah, I'm glad you're getting yours, but you know, maybe not everybody wants to know. Or can you go to a party where all y'all doing that? Right, go to one of y'all's PMPs where y'all do like bumps off others' asses yeah. and you know, dance bad to EDM music. Yeah, because you know, if I'm in Bath and Body Work, I really don't want to see like the point of me in here is to be clean. I don't know. Right, I want to just slap with a dick in my face when I'm trying to well, see these three way candles, these three for fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking at like, okay, well, I'm because I'm probably gonna ask you, sir, did you what? Did you just forget that you just rushed out? Was this in the car? Was this in the bathroom downstairs? Like what, sir? I don't get it. I and like this is. Like you get registered as a sex offender. So yeah, you have to be careful with that because not every state is California. So mm -hmm. like be careful with that. But I, I thought you were gonna talk about um the you know, I'm always happy when when queer people of color get a moment to be on TV. But um Zeus. Fuck you. Oh. <laughs> you did not ask for this. You have gathered up everybody except Chris, which I'm surprised y'all didn't get Chris Crocker because you may as well could have got him too. Um, to do this, I don't know what this bad boys of Hollywood, which I'm like, none of them are from Hollywood. This, this, I was like, none of these folks are from Hollywood. Andrew Caldwell is not in here, not in Hollywood, <laughs> nowhere. I'm here. I'm here. I know of some of the gay circles, and that's not one of them. But I'm sure y'all seen the clips, um, especially the ones where they have like basically it's just the whole clip of them fighting. I'm like, if y'all, <clears throat> if y'all just want to fight, just take that shit out in the street. Don't do this whole bad girl uh, esque type atmosphere, and then. Andrew, don't say that, oh, I'm not on the show when you was up and down that whole fucking trailer. Talking about how you you got real money. We don't really want to get into what you... Let's not talk he's about got real. audacity. That's you what he has. He's got the damn audacity. Man money. That's what you have, but we won't get into that. The point, yes... A lot, not like to be honest, a lot of y'all got in these spaces because of other situations. Let's just keep that real. Um, I hated the fact that there was Andrew trying to tell the guy who was where the money resides guy about like he ain't real and he ain't this. I'm like, I, I guess I probably got kind of heated. I'm like, sir, this man honestly was making money, you know, selling cars. People Ooh. picked up what he was doing. The reason why you were ever seeing because you was making a fool of yourself on national TV. So let's just talk about the fact that your ass got famous as a joke. This man got famous because of the work that he was doing. So let's not even get that part. So that's why I couldn't be there, because I probably would have walked on stage and be like, let's talk about how you 
gas famous. Let's just talk I about I probably would have shot somebody. I'm be dead honest. I, <laughs> I, 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 I probably could <laughs> sometimes. I think we just want like to that. Uh, oh, somebody was, uh, I think one of the guys, the straight guys or whatever, was talking to somebody else about, oh, uh, I think it was Kurt Franklin's son. He's like, oh, does your father accept your lifestyle? And I'm so over these straight people that say lifestyle. Like, we, it's just like, I hate how they frame that. Like, we don't wake up every day, pay bills, hate our jobs, so hate our co-workers or Becky uh, and accounts payable. And it's just like, why is this show even a fucking thing? Because they they know, I mean, it's a business. They know people are going to look at it and talk about it and blog about it. And the Shade Room's going to probably live, Shade Room probably has a a spot, you know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. in the White House when they do the press stuff. You know the Shade Room has the front seat yeah. of going to be doing the press for that foolishness so am i gonna watch it no i'll probably but we won't be able to avoid the clips the clips will be all over twitter oh yeah the clips are gonna be everywhere mm-hmm. and that's why they're doing it it's because these are people who are famous from the internet so they know that these clips are gonna go viral anyway so i'm not sure like what viewership will be like for the show but the clips are gonna go viral and they will probably do another one and it'll be like flavor of love all over again you know just getting everybody's gonna get spinoffs and then you know it's gonna be one of those situations but zeus is like the new home for trash tv it is it is literally the people that you really didn't care for or they just had too much time (laughs) isn't jocelyn's cabaret on there yes Mm, and i don't i saw a clip of that and baby I would have dog walked the shit out of Jocelyn. You tell me like to go to my room like I'm fucking 17. Girl! I don't know why to, that how that TV show is framed it, it almost seems like it's abusive. Right. Like these women are in these situations and they're trying to be best friends with Jocelyn, but Jocelyn is such a nasty to them. Yeah. And it's just like, girl, Jocelyn, you are famous for being a cokehead and being on whatever show that you was doing the, the very most. Yeah, love and hip-hop, to be in the sideline. And so... The, right, like, girl... You know, it's, it's, it's really fascinating. You know, I mean, we... Deep down, we like trash. People like to watch trash. It is what it is. But mm. it's just like, but you can only do so much. I I don't know how you could categorize trash. Like, I like my trash to be trash when they're not trying to be trash, if that makes sense. Like, it just ends up being that way. It's it's better that way for me. But like when Dynasty? Like, uh, you want Dynasty trash? Yeah, it's like... <laughs> like, I was watching um, The Gilded Age. I... I I was up. I was like, let me look at this episode because I'm, you know, everybody's talking about it. And I watched it and I was like, this is really, this is some trash. But it's like that classic <laughs> trash. It's fun. <laughs> it's basically, oh, I don't like her. You don't like her? I don't like her either. Let's tell her off at the end of the show. And then it's like, they get together, mm. they're fired because you dare to do this. And I won't have it. 
And then it's the dramatic music. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I can get into this. But, you know, I like it when I don't expect it. Like when I watched Flavor Love back in the day, I didn't expect it to go to the link. Right. It but it did. And, you know, gave us New York and we appreciative of it and all that good stuff. But when you are trying to do that on purpose, purpose, it just don't feel right. It's like you're doing this just to be doing it. And that's why I'm like, Zeus, we see what y'all doing. Keep it over there. I'll just keep, I'll just go back if I look at the classic stuff where I just wasn't expecting. Look at the the first season of watching Atlanta Real Housewives, that's GOAT. I would say that's GOAT to go back and watch that. To do that. That's another show. I I have I only watched the clips of that show. I refuse to watch that show. Because uh, yeah. some of them ladies, I would have had to, they would have had to pull me off of her. <laughs> how they talked to them folks. And then, because uh, I remember there was a clip where, uh, well, who was it? She said to one of them, well, you can go and be with your faggots. And then she denied saying that or whatever. I know it was an older clip, but I'm like, what is it do you all that you all do successfully? Except talk about each other like a dog. And throw drinks and break dishes and look a mess. But that's you know that's what people want. Like he, I, I you know, we we enjoy a good messy dynasty type where it's like that's the type of stuff that we kind of like. But you know, after a while, it just gets to a point where you get like when they introduced Tammy in the first one of the seasons of the um, Basketball Wives. That was fun because it was mm-hmm. like okay, this is another. I grew up watching Tammy on another show. Did not know this was the Tammy. Like, two different worlds. But Tammy gave us some gold. And Tammy still gave us some gold, you know. Just, I mean, to give us that, just to have that picture of her, that cigarette in her mouth. (laughs) If I fucked your man. (laughs) Looking just like my mama. That's how my mama used to talk to us. At $35.99, plus shipping and handling wigs. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so that's why I'm just like, I get it to some degree why we get it, but not everybody can have a show. Not everybody can be the hope and dream. Of the right. So let's just let it, let some people have it and then not let everybody just kind of fall on the wayside. Yeah. I think that era of like trying to find out what reality TV was when it burst on the scene I think that is kind of gone and everybody's like oh now it's turned to social media and it's I it is a a phenomenon that I'm still trying to grasp like why is it a thing but I guess that's you know when you're older things don't make sense yeah to you so no, you. I don't like, know. <laughs> I think about when I was, you know, when Jerry Springer and Ricky Lake were just at the height of what they were. You didn't like. I remember when we went to Jerry Springer. We we were on, you know, as an audience. We went to that, um, and I remember, you know, I was in college, and at the time, you know, we all got hyped up because everybody's like hyped and everything else, and you get caught up in it. But you know, yeah, when you get older, you're like, what? What was what was I, you know, what was going on? Why were we all hyped up? Why were we all excited to call somebody a, 
a whore or a slut or whatever else. Cause I remember, <laughs> I'm glad this never showed up. When I was on the show, you know, they used to ask people questions. Like you, you was able to ask questions. Mm-hmm. And my question was, why are you such a low down dirty slut? And, and, I was, and I'm so glad that never, that never made the thing. Cause I have to probably have to justify why. Cause you know, somebody would have found that clip like, Victor, why were you on what you call it? Right. Hoes and sluts. And I'm like, oh my God. Thank now you. I do love, I do love a good old fight. <laughs> but <laughs> that's just me. Yeah. But sometimes when it's just so manufactured, it's just like, oh, okay. So this is not real, real. Yeah. It, just... it was like wrestling. It was like how wrestling was. You know, like mm. we knew it wasn't real, but it still got you caught up. And yes, to this day, I'm very glad that that never got you never saw me on that it was the same we we did jenny jones one day we did jerry spring the next day they were literally i think in the same studio oh, so you was all in chicago huh yeah it was a spring like years ago for spring break <laughs> for spring break and that was our two things was to do uh those two shows but i'm very happy that i didn't do that because you look back at it you're like well, why were we watching those shows why were we in that <laughs> At twenty dollars for that extra tape that was, you know, that they will show you that the too hot for TV. <laughs> too hot for TV. Yep. Was, speaking of uh, speaking of being RA, that was my one of my programs was showing that video. Mm-hmm. I had over a hundred people at that program to show wow. it, <laughs> and that was program of the month. I got a program for the month for that. So, so you just showing <laughs> fights, basically. Yes. That was, I know we have on our many tangents, it just blew me away that on Jerry Springer, you would have like one or two black people and then you have a whole starting lineup of the clan folks and expect that to be a fair fight. I'm like, what do y'all do? We know what y'all doing. We we are not slick. It was so, some of them fights. I, there was this one, oh my gosh, this this white woman. Uh, I don't know what the premise was, but you know how they bring out everybody. <laughs> well, they keep all of the guests on. This was one of the older ones. And then the uh, next person had came up and the woman had jumped up like she was going to do something. And the noise that the punch w- was heard, she like got knocked almost out. And was I have to look, find that clip? But this this white woman was there to fight. She's like, you know what? What I am gonna do is give you these hands. But some of them fights was was legendary. But yeah, it's it's interesting. We gave them so much money, and it's and you know we just got the news what, the other day that Maury Povich show is canceled after three decades. Three decades. It's been that long. Three decades. Yeah, that, pretty long. Like, I was like, he's been on that much. But I think of how much time we gave Maury, because I'm not gonna lie. She was a Maury was an instigator and a shit starter. I mean, gave us the iconic, let me run across. Right. I gotta (laughs) run after this person with this heavy ass camera. Yeah, run after they after they've been defeated and told you are not the father, you're not this. Mm -hmm. Or the ones the episodes where he was like, oh they have like a fear of mustard. And then they got the nerve to bring out a big ass uh, plate of mustard like Amari. <laughs> that is so 
mean. No, it was. I, I think I remember those episodes. They had some. I remember that. But it was like they were afraid of stuff. And then they were afraid of pickles. I'm not to laugh. It was one. It was one. I'll never forget. I was watching it with my family, where the the girlfriend. She was. Um, you could tell she was. She was a little bit almost off because she was like saying things like she knew that her boyfriend cheated. And her eyes at the point. She said, I knew I was right. I was knew I was right. I was like, she's about to crack. She's gonna be on now. She would have been on snap. Snap. <laughs> like she's gonna get him and her and whoever else, but. Those shows taught us that niggas ain't shit, basically, of all race. Um, and, you know, some of them, and then some of them wouldn't even cute to be trying to cheat like that. I would be like, some of y'all shouldn't even be, how y'all even getting these these women? And is it just really low out there? Is it just really bad out there? I always feel bad for black women because they always have these ugly ass niggas. And I'm just like, well. Mm-hmm. That's very true. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and put up these teacups because the tea was running over today. Um, and I wanted to talk about uh, and King Size issue divas. Um, divas in the sense of that to a lot of queer men, we look up to these divas. Um, and so, how were you all introduced to some of your favorite divas? Honestly, church. Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that's where I found like Aretha Franklin um, and knew who she was. And, and then I guess you can look at the history of uh, the Black church and you know, you could look at people like Mahalia Jackson or Inez Andrews, and they kept like a group of gay men around them, like no matter what. And I think that just kind of trickled down um, into popular music, into secular music. Um, but I, I feel like it probably started like right there um, in the church or, you know, something to do with the church. Um, and then as, you know, this, especially when the 70s came around and you had like Donna Summer and Diana Ross and, you know, these people who were not necessarily churchy, but that's where like, a lot of gay men found church is like in the nightclubs, you know, with people like that. So I think that's probably my first introduction to anybody uh, or any divas was church. Right. Well, Victor, what about you? Um, I would say a little bit of that just because, you know, I grew up with, you know, Aretha Franklin, the tapes of, you know, the eight tracks of, you know, the Amazing Grace of those particular songs, but also just having, growing up in the 80s, you having like Pay La Bell, um, you had um, just all of them around. Donna Ross was everywhere. Donna Ross ruled the 80s in a way that Beyonce is ruling at this point like you couldn't step aside without seeing there was Donna Ross she has a variety show she has she's live in Vegas HBO is going to do this for her um and then you had you know Payla Bell and them would show up in different things where you would see them like on different tonight shows and all those things like that to where you're like who are these people 
And so at one point you just realized this had so much more to offer. So I will say, if you grew up in the eighties, we, you were fortunate because you saw them at the height and yeah. true power, what they really were. Yeah. You know, Dionne Warwick. I mean, they just, they were everywhere because you had solid go. Dionne Warwick was hosting that. If you didn't know anything about Marilyn McCool, you did because she was not only on solid gold, but she was also on days of our lives, which a lot of our grandmothers and mothers were watching. Great aunts was watching and you was watching. <laughs> so you would see a lot of these people, Lena Horn, all that stuff to a point where you were like bombarded by these particular women. And I always, I just said the other day, um, it was Irene Cara's birthday, but how in a lot of ways, Irene Cara was that black singer that was just everywhere and had that voice and kind of sparked some type of that gayness in you because you wanted to sing like that. You wanted to be pretty like that. You wanted to be like in the midst of everything like that. And so, I will say that, <laughs> you know, being in the 80s, seeing the height of it all, seeing the glamour of Diana Ross, seeing Aretha Franklin, seeing Tina Turner, you know, when Tina Turner came back and gave you something else that a lot of us wasn't ready for. So that was a good time. Okay, now, what do you all think makes the diva a diva? The qualifications or? anything like that? Mm. That's a good question. Um, I think there is like this air of like, you know, like a bit of like conceitedness. Um, uh, trying to figure out how to say it. Um, yeah, I, was, I would say like, you know, a bit of conceitedness. Um, and then you get, you know, the style, like the big hair or the gowns or, um, I mean, if you fast forward to modern times, it's like having, you know, the body um, and just the way they carry themselves. Like you won't, in days, old, you know, days of old, uh, you wouldn't find a, a diva just hanging out with anybody. Like they're very selective about their crew or who they're with or the types of places they go to and who they see. That's, I mean, I guess now, you know, people do whatever. They go and hang in with whoever. But I don't give those people those that title of like diva. I would never do that. Yeah, that's interesting because you think about back then when they were in, when they were hanging around is because it was, that was true friendship that they bonded from years ago and you saw Gladys Knight and all them hanging around Dion well yeah. I remember Sisters in the Name of Love that was a moment that that I need to check HBO um, Max that needs to be on HBO Max the mm -hmm. ability to look at that Nick I don't know if you've ever seen that before um, but that was when uh, Dion Warwick, Gladys Knight and Pay LaBelle had a variety show not really a variety show but a mm -hmm. show that they sing just like I think so and it was yeah, I think it's on YouTube now too. Yeah, but it was a moment where I really saw, I think that's when I really got into Patti LaBelle because it was just so much she was giving you. And that, and I was, you know, she gave you that hair. And, and I love that you mentioned that, Eric, about the, the big hair, the gowns, because they were giving you, Donna Ross, her intro to her show in Vegas, there's a video of that when she's doing Ain't No Mountain High Enough. That was, 
at the time high quality when she's walking out from her own screen um, mm -hmm. and that big gown and the furs and all that type of stuff. It's, it is that arrogance. It is that no one is, could be me. And I kind of miss that because back then they were so individual. You, there was no one like a Tina Turner. There was no yep. one uh, a Dinah Ross. There was nobody like Patty, no one like Dion. They were all to a place, even Aretha, they were all to where you could not, you can't sit there and be like, oh, who's that? It was like, you knew. You knew who they were. You knew what they were going to do when they walked out on that stage. Um, you can look at the clip of, I think, Motown 25, when they were singing, I want to know what love is. And that's when you also got to see Patty let everybody know that, oh, <laughs> you want me to sing the song? Give me that mic. No, Diane, I will not give it back because I'm feeling this moment. And I think that's when I realized at that moment, I mean, I feel like those moments may be the biggest Patty fan because it was the fact that she was giving you all the things that you want in a, in a singer, in a diva, in a performer. Mm -hmm. And that's what you want. And I feel like the girls don't give you that today. Um, we don't have nobody in their realm. We have Beyonce, but we don't have anybody that can be in those individual realms anymore. It, it, and if they are, they're like there's Jennifer Hudson. Um, there's Fantasia, but they're not at the level where those women were back I then. I mean, like they can sing mm -hmm. the house down, but they're just missing that X factor that I think now everybody is so short, they have a, a short attention span. Mm -hmm that, oh, Jennifer Hudson did this, and then they're going to move on to something else, and then something else. So it's, there's no longevity there as far from a, an audience point of view, I think. I agree. Yeah, I think people are, like, too accessible these days, too. Like, yeah. you know, the divas that I guess we all grew up on, they weren't as accessible. Like we, we couldn't see their entire lives play out on social media, on a timeline every day. We didn't know the random thoughts they had. We had to wait for a magazine to come out, like wait for a jet magazine to see that, you know, Patty and uh, Dion were hanging out together over the weekend. Like it wasn't one of those things where, you know, we followed their Twitter, we followed their Instagram. That I think that, kind of plays into a, a bit like why the divas are not like they used to be because we can literally reach out and touch them now like there's no mystery at all like at all I think Beyonce you know there's a lot of mystery there because she she's very like hands-off Rihanna to a certain you know extent you know she they're larger than life that's why we love them is because they're larger than life. Like, it's not like your best friend. It's not like your aunt. It's not like your grandma. You know, there's a whole nother realm that they are on. Yeah. You're, and it's, I think about back in the day, like how Tina Turner was to somebody. I just never saw anybody like that, you know, because mm -hmm. you didn't. And I remember how I was surprised that was a wig on her head. I was like, that's a wig. 
I thought you could just tease your hair up like that. Cause you know, Aunt Patsy did it, you know? So it's like, there was so much mystery, but you knew there was some history there, but you were right. You had to wait until like a magazine article came out or if you had to stay up late to see him on Johnny Carson or something like yep. that. They would be like, Oh, I've been doing this. I've been working on that. Mm -hmm. um, and even some that were not deep, certainty was like, I would never forget when Vanity showed up, they go Johnny Carson and this all black looking outfit. And I remember looking at her like, I know you, I, I, I hear you, I see your videos. Like you are an interesting person. I like that mystery. We don't get that mystery anymore. Where it's like, all. they will just, when they will be on a, a Tonight Show or something, they will show up in some out, something outrageous. Mm -hmm. And you'll be like, what is going on? What is this? It was exciting. And, I, and Nick, you're right. There's something about this X Factor that we don't really see anymore. Um, it's too many BB Rexas or whatever her name is. Um, Hexa or something like that. They're all in that same format. Nobody wants to completely stick out. And if they do stick out, I don't know if they get the the shine they deserve. Like I think about Don and I think about even Tinashe to a degree, they're kind of giving you something different and people are not giving them that attention versus if they could, if they were 80s girls, they would probably have been you know, giving maybe Grace Jones at the time the run for their money, you know, because even thinking about Grace Jones, great, nobody was in her lane. Grace Jones owned that lane for decades. Nobody got in her way. It was like, I'm avant-garde. None of you hoes can be in this. Mm -hmm. I'll talk to y'all later. <laughs> like, I'm going to do this side. Tina, you're going to do this. Diana, you're going to do that. And that's how it was. Yeah, everybody now is trying to be the same I, I, I guess a, of the same model, you know, everybody wants to follow the whoever formula. Back in the day, Dion was doing Dion. Like, she wasn't trying to do Tina. You know, Diana was doing Diana. She wasn't trying to do Patty. Patty was doing Patty. She wasn't trying to do Gladys. Like, everybody had this um, that we don't see a lot today because people are marketed to appeal to the masses in a very specific way now, which I hate, you know, the, the people who I think are probably most talented are mainly overlooked because they're not following the same formula that everyone else is following. It's not the same hair, not the same clothes, not the same producers, not the same writers, like no one stands out. And I think that is one of the things that, you know, I don't have any like new quote unquote divas that I've gotten into because no one has pulled that out of me. No one stands out in a way that I'm like, you know, you are undeniably you. Everybody wants to be somebody else. And I think we're still in this like this age where everybody's trying to be Beyonce still because it worked for her. But no one is doing what works for them. Everybody's following that same path. And nobody wants to do the work to do to be Beyonce like right I, I don't think um I was watching a video uh, a clip of her basically sprinting across the stage and then singing and I don't think people know the dexterity and the condition that you have to be in just to do that let alone actually dance which a lot of these new girls are not doing sing which a lot of these new girls are not doing have a image about you that you that is not cookie cutter. There's right. no kind of artist development or the artist development that is 
in some of these girls or some of these ladies, I should say, it's just not in depth and it's just ship you out to see how marketable you are. There's no kind yeah. of, no kind of, there's no substance in it. And it's, it's, it's really an affront to the artists and the music. Like you're just using these people to make a quick buck. Mm -hmm. And it's really sad. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Go ahead, Victor. I was saying that you're right because I think I watched that clip too of her doing that. And I love that when she talks about how she get herself together, she talks about how Tina, like, you know, she's one of Tina Turner's biggest fans. And how you think about how Tina used to be able to do all because you look at old clips of Tina back in the day. That that took a lot of work because they were wearing oh, high heel shoes out there doing those routines. That wig did not leave. <laughs> all of what they were doing, and I think if you watch the Tina documentary, she talked about all the things that you know they had to do to prepare and all that type of stuff. And it is work, and I don't think the the girls understand the work it takes to do a lot of that stuff because you know watching that clip with Beyonce doing that. I remember the I think it was the Beyonce experience. I think around that time you would that was a lot of work I, after seeing her in concert that's a lot to be out there two hours straight you're not like sitting down you're like mm -hmm. doing all of this stuff and you're right we just don't see a lot of that now I, I feel like we were getting we still had some of that in the 90s we had like for example some of the girls where we do was like you know Monica and Brandy were different um, and they're still different in so many ways, you know, <laughs> it's funny, I'm, I'm still laughing at Monica being out here at Beverly Hills, being Captain, <laughs> but it looked good though. And but, that was a, that, a little nasty little cat suit. Yeah, and I was like, okay, I'm feeling you on that. Uh, but, you know, even back in the 90s, we still had some of the girls doing a little bit of difference, um, where they didn't try to do everything, and if they try to do everything, they still gave you who they were inside, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, I, I, and Erica, I might be like you. I have not, there's nobody now. So I'm still in the past. My playlist for Patty and Tina and Diana, um, Stephanie and, and Anita, the, the, I have all those playlists. Mm -hmm. And I'll just go to them. I'll be like, I'm just going to go over here and listen to this. And I'm like, I'm literally have become my mama or my grandma because I, I can't get into a yeah. lot of new girls. They're not giving me that. When you listen to, Anita's first album, there was something about it that we just, you, a feel about it that you don't get, um, a warmth to it that you don't get, her voice. Nancy Wilson, my goodness, if you listen to some of her stuff and mm -hmm. the power she had, Nick helped me discover more of her. And then my, my boyfriend, he's a big friend, a, a fan of her. It's, it's like, where is this type of music today? where you are getting the feeling and the emotion and, right. um, you know, there's so many, it, um, oh man, there's just so much that we don't have. And, you know, back in the day, like, like you had to be talented. You had to know how to sing, know how to dance, know how to play an instrument, know how to be entertaining, know how to tell a joke. Yep. And then all of that didn't even equal success. Because there are a lot of unknown people that were talented, that knew how to sing and dance, that didn't get famous. And these were only the people that 
the 1% or so that did get famous. So there's no kind of, there's nothing there now. And it's just so frustrating. And you're right. We always have to go back to the classics, like, like a Shaka Khan, like a, a Aretha yeah. or a Patty or a, a, a lot of other people that I think are overshadowed by some of these big names, like uh, a Randy Crawford, like mm -hmm. a, a Stephanie Mills or a, um, who else? So many other people. Like, it, it's just, it's sad. Yeah, I'm thinking of, um, she had Piano in the Dark. I, I can't remember her name. Uh, Brenda, uh, Brenda Russell. Russell. Yeah, but yeah. I listened to some of her, her first album. And there were some cute songs in that. And I was like, there are so many cute songs with some of these artists that we just maybe only got one thing from. But they've had solid albums if you listen to them. A Patty Austin. Patty, yeah, Patty Austin. One of my favorites, yeah. Patty Austin could sing her ass off. And yes, I didn't still, uh, yeah. still to this day. Yes. Um, Angela Bofield. Um, mm -hmm. Another one. It's just so many. There was a, a lot of Black artists in the 80s that, you know, they would jump on and sing something for Luther or something for somebody else. And they mm -hmm. all ran in the same circles. But mm -hmm. you knew, like, if they were doing the background vocals, you knew they could sing. Like, right. uh, I think, wasn't it? Shaka the, did it. Well, I think she does still do her own background vocals because she knows that she can sing. So mm -hmm. if I put a background vo uh, vocalist on here, I know that they, they can sing. And that's just, I think that was the same with Luther. Like these people sang with each other. And I think um, uh, didn't Whitney uh, and Sissy Houston sing background vocals on Clouds with Shaka? Yeah. They so it, all these people sang, and now it's just like that. That's that was a diva to me. Like I know I'm talented. I know mm -hmm. what I can do. I know my lane. Yeah. Why are you in my lane? <laughs> number one yeah, and number like two. Even like today, even today, Patty has um has um B Slade as was doing backup with Patty, and I'm like mm -hmm. that's me having talent with talent together because it's like they knew patty will say sometimes in her show that these are very talented people back here like i just yeah. don't go and get these are not people off the street these people can take take me out if they need to do that and that's how it should be it should be it's funny if y'all watch respect i did not realize how her i i knew aretha's family was involved but it was just like well they were involved like they involved. were all the way involved yeah. back up writing all that type of stuff and i think that's what was needed or if i you know one day i hope they ever if they ever do a patty labelle that would be a very interesting story because about the bluebells about how that went down and um what's the name bird song left and, mm -hmm. and the supremes that's yeah. the story i'm waiting for is a little bit of Maybe Patty's story, but also about the Supremes after Diana and what that really, because that was a lot went down with that. And people don't talk about even when the Supremes after Diana, they were actually pretty good without them. They, they, yeah, I thought they were great. I like, um, uh, um, Suze Green, yeah. she was a part of it, uh, Jean Terrell, mm -hmm. um, 
of course, you know, Mary, uh, rest in peace, you know, she was there. But then even after doing her solo thing in the 80s, like in the top of the 80s, the Supremes actually were still going and touring and releasing stuff that I like, but without Diana's name attached to it, you know, people weren't really checking for it. True. Mm -hmm. I still always laugh the fact that when you watch Dreamgirls, if you pay attention to their album covers, are, their, are the real Supremes. Yep. Yeah. Hell, when uh when uh Dina Beyonce uh, Beyonce's character went solo, like you could tell that they they were it was a, a Diana Ross knockoff, especially like yeah. the Blue Album. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I've seen this before. <laughs> but uh, going back to uh background vocals, I know you've seen the clip of uh Shaka singing "Everlasting Love," mm -hmm. um, and those background vocals mics were on yep. turned up like where is that now like where is that now <sighs> i mean but chaka is one of those people um who always has amazing background vocals there there's shaka khan um there's erica badu like and they sometimes will switch out their background vocalists but they always have amazing, amazing, amazing background vocalists. There was a period from the mid nineties until maybe like 2008, 2009, where Mary J. Blige's background singers were always, always on point. You could find clips of Whitney and, you know, her background vocals were always, always, always on point. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure where these people are now. Like I know a lot of, the veterans like there's like audrey wheeler still doing her thing like you know i know a lot of these people who are still still working keisha jackson still doing her thing um but where the 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 younger the new generation of like these amazing background vocalists is it that everybody wants to be a solo star in their own like of their on their own now and they're not willing to lend their voice or is the talent just not there i'm not sure but it kind of mm -hmm. feels like sometimes the talent is the the level of talent is um, a bit lower than it's been in the past. Definitely agree with that. I really agree. And it, you also made me think about Sylvester and when he had Isora and uh, Martha, Martha. Yeah. And just like how they celebrated each other, they complimented each other. If you mm -hmm. listen to his live album, how mm -hmm. he'd literally be like, they going to do what they're going to do. They're going to do it. <laughs> and, yeah. and I know some people go back and forth about Isora's voice, but I love Isora, Isora's voice. Yeah, same. that was church to me, and it's still church to me when I listen to it. Um, and that's what I, I I really want that back. I want some black gay singer to come out here, have two women or a man or a woman or whatever background. They all just sing and they giving us the heat, and we and not a Tadra call. Yeah, I, I definitely not all of that, and I feel like that <laughs> it's just sad that when sometimes I get a little teary eyed when I listen to Old Sylvester or all that because I'm like, this was such good music, and I don't think people realize how great he really was, how great all of them were together, mm -hmm. how great these songs sound and their harmonies and all that stuff. Um, there's a song on the uh, what well. They were called Two Tons of Fun at one point when they changed to Weather Girls. Uh -huh. I think in their first album, there was um, 
I can't. I, I have the song. I can't remember the name of the song, but they were just really showing out in there, and you can hear Sylvester. Was it just us? Not just us. It was um something about um it's a it's a it's a fast song. Uh-huh. I know, give a little, take a little is in the song. Um, but I love it to death. I'll look it up as we're talking. But it's just where you hear Sylvester, you hear them really just do the individual things, and you see the power in both of their voices. And I I miss that. I really would love to have all that back if we could, if we could. If we could, but like we said, nobody wants to put in the work, and the talent is a little, a little yeah. sus. Yeah, nobody wants to put in the work. Like every, everybody, some amazing singers like on a TikTok or on YouTube, but there's still work that needs to be done. Like they, like they think that you go viral one time with with a song, and all of a sudden you're overnight success mm-hmm. as a diva. No, they're like every woman that we've named so far, no one was in, out of the box like a diva. Like, you know how many albums Aretha did before people even started paying attention to her? Like mm-hmm. Diana, okay, you know, she was clearly, you know, a standout star of the Supremes, but still, like there was work involved in all of that. The same with Patty LaBelle, like Patty and the Bluebells and then LaBelle. Like Patty solo, like there was work that they put in for years before we knew them as divas. Like it, it wasn't an overnight success. And I think a lot of people think that's what's supposed to happen. So they'll mm-hmm. post something and try to go viral with it. And they want ready-made success without any of the work attached to it. Mm-hmm. And that says a lot about us as people. Right. So... I don't know if they people are just starving for stuff and they just accept what this stuff is. I don't know if that's the case. I just, I think it's a lot of multiple things at once. I think there's a lack of knowledge about history because these people um, got to be, uh, got to be real said at best. A lot of these people were singing when Black Lives Matter mattered even less mm-hmm. where they had to, go in from the back door, when they had to sit in the back of the bus, when they had to go to the uh, different water fountain, when they were, uh, their parents were sharecroppers and they, they could trace where their uh, people came from, which plantation, like mm-hmm. it was serious. And again, it had to do with knowing your lane, knowing what you were good at, having that uh, artist development, and now it's just it's waning like like we reiterated and i will add to going back to when we were talking about what made them divas was stuff like that aretha took a lot of risk you know singing stuff about black power supporting Mm -hmm. that she was supporting at the time and if y'all you can see a little bit of that in respect um but also patty took risk because patty was really out here doing ads about aids and talking about gay people and what was happening in the gay black gay community before anybody else really was you know patty Mm -hmm. was out here doing all of that which is Mm -hmm. why patty has been still relevant because of the fact she recognized the gay community and the power of that early on because you know labelle brought that on Um, i want to say i remember there was an interview with 
um, Nona Hendrix is Nona Hendrix is queer, talked about how that has that was their main their main audience was black queer people because they were doing something different. And at the time, black queer people already felt different. So to have people they already love and respect doing something different. And mm -hmm. I'm glad, Nick, I'm so glad that you have got turned on to LaBelle. Uh, I saw your tweet. That, that oh, Lord, what I was, uh, what was that song that you was, uh, had me listening to? And I was in my feelings. Oh. Because there was, I don't know if it was coming to my life. It was that oh. one. It was, uh, I heard that on, I was taking the bus from Ithaca, New York to New York City, and I was crying in there because I just the power of that song, that album, mm -hmm. that album alone. This is another thing I'll tell people do not, <laughs> you cannot listen to. A, I made a playlist of them. Do not do that if you are in an emotional weakness or if you're whatever you're going through. <laughs> Listen to them will just take you completely through it because they can give you some songs. But I, but I feel like jumping back to that, that what made them divas was the fact they took risk, not knowing what the outcome would be. And I just right. think Patty was, and y'all can Google it if y'all have never seen the ad. There's an ad where Patty talks about. There's a big picture of Patty's face before the nose job. <laughs> and right there, you see her right there. But she's always been supportive of the gays and talked about AIDS in our community before Reagan got into it in the mm -hmm. way. So they took those risks, not knowing what that could ruin their careers, whatever, but that made them who they are. And they realized that early enough to where they still stronger today. Even Bette Mettler, all of them, they knew that and they knew yeah. the power of that. Um, Donna Summer knew that. Um, they tried to get her about this one thing she said centuries ago. But before she passed, um, and when she released, I think it was the VH1 album and all that stuff. Yeah. She was like, oh, no, 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 no. Don't get it twisted. I eat because of my gay fans. Literally. They built me. So whatever yeah. you caught me saying out of context, no, don't do that. This is what I'm, this is where I am today. Jennifer Holiday as well. They recognize that. So I will say if they, when they do recognize the power of, who got them where they are and who, they were recognizing that then, that was what made them powerful to this day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, so I want you all to name three of your favorite divas and then uh, one of your favorite songs by them. And I know that might be hard. <laughs> okay. I, I can go first if nobody else. So I'm going to go with Chaka Khan, and this is going to change, like, hourly. I'm going to say my favorite song by her is uh, Pack My Bags. Um, I'm going to do Candy Staten, because I think she is the diva. Mm. Um, favorite song by her is Victim, of course. Uh, and then my last diva would be um, another, I think, overlooked, a uh, Randy Crawford and Street Life. Mm. No, I take that back. Secret combination. Okay, I see you. Okay, <laughs> okay. Um, 
three. That's incredibly hard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite song is uh, The Love I Never Had, probably. Um, ooh, I'm going to say Shaka as well. Um, and my favorite uh, is a song called um, The Best of Your Heart. Um, damn, one, one, one left. Uh, I'm gonna go actually with uh, Glenn Guthrie, and I'm going to say Padlock. Okay, all right, yeah, yeah, no, it, it, that's that's a good one because I, I forgot about that one. I was introduced to that song through the M people, then I learned that was a remake, and then I found... Mm, okay, yeah. My three, that's, this is tough. Uh, Love and Learn by Patti LaBelle, because I feel like when that song was, when I first heard it, it was at a good time. It was during a breakup, but also I was going, I was getting a new job, and I was leaving mm. Ithaca. So it was all that at the time when I first heard this song. Um, I still want to say coming to my life because something about that song is just too much. It's too much, but it's the it's the right song, if it if that makes sense. Uh, so I cheated on that one. Um, Shaka Khan, "Roll Me Through the the Rushes." Um, I love that song. I, yeah. I, oh, you turned me onto that song. I did. Yeah, when we were, we had did a pl uh, a playlist. Uh, oh, okay. I remember. Okay. I was like, oh, I was like, oh Lord, let me, <laughs> let me go testify right quick. Yeah, because that's that's my <laughs> ugly face in the car screaming out stuff. Oh, um, Angela Wimbush, uh, learn to respect the power of love. Because I love Stephanie's version, but something about Angela, there was just so much in it. And I feel like that brings the gay out of you, but it also makes you believe you can hit those notes because that's me struggling to hit all those notes, trying to see how long I can do those. Right. <laughs> run. People <laughs> probably looking at me like, what the hell is he doing? Is he having a stroke? <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. Um, I'm cheating. I'm going to do more than three. Um, Minnie Rippleton, when she does Memory Lane. Mm, that's a good one. Because that, the video is, is cute, but when you, but when I think about what that song is about, what it could be about, and how you don't want to go down that thing. And honorable mention is, I would say, Bonnie Raitt, Streetlights. Okay. Um, if you go back in her past, she has some good songs. Yeah. And there, to this point, I'm like, okay, I see why the Black people, because she's one of, she's like a, another Tina Marie to Black people, I believe, that people just accept her as, oh, that's Bonnie Raitt. So yeah, we're going, you know, she's, <laughs> um, because of her songs. And I remember my mama was playing that album, I Can't Make You Love Me, that album. And I was like, oh, my mama. No album, yeah playing this <laughs> so i was like i'm not listening to this then but i would say bonnie ray if i had an honorable mention just because i think it was street lights but it was a 
it's a very good song. If you get a chance to listen to it, it's a very good song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bonnie Ray, that um, Nick Atom, oh my God. Especially, you know, like I was listening to that, you know, when it was released, but now getting older and listening to like those lyrics, mm-hmm. they hit way different now. I was like, oh my gosh, let me let me turn this off here. I was going to say, I appreciate her just because the fact she knows her lane too. She's not trying to be, let me try. She definitely knows her lane, yeah. It's like, let me, I'm not trying to be this person. Um, I know where I'm at, but she has the respect from particular blues artists and all that. So I'm like, you've earned your respect. The same as Tina Marie, Tina Marie, and I love Tina Marie. I always just say like, nope, I'm just happy to be invited. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Speaking of, you know, knowing your lane and all of that, not to, did something happen with Lettucey's like artist development? Because she was in like when uh, her first album came out, she was in like a a Jill Scott-esque type of lane. And then once, like, I think after Pieces of Me came out, they tried to her sure into something am i dreaming? Yeah. no 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 and i i say this all the time like um when she released the jazz singer and then lost and found and then mm-hmm. the feeling um orange but sometimes blue like that was where she was like even um all lost and found all right was like the big song and it was more of a neo soulish type mm-hmm. um and then somewhere after i guess pieces of me um, or around that time. Started making her, I'm not sure if, if it's a they thing or if she actually did this, but um, started to appeal more to, um, I don't want to say pop, but uh, a stronger R&B crowd. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, the hair chains and, um the music definitely changed. Like it, it, it was, it's more produced. Uh, I don't want to say overproduced, but you know, production is a lot different. It doesn't have that uh, soul sound all of the time now, right? which I right. miss from her. I miss from her. Like her first couple albums were so good. I love them. Um, and not to say that her music now is bad. It's, it's just, very different. So notice it is the distinct like change between right. you know something like uh, all right and now whatever she's doing. And right. I think the same thing happened with Jennifer Hudson too. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. I mean, but Jennifer like I think Jennifer just never really had her. Jennifer doesn't have a lane. I don't think, and I think that's mm-hmm. what is getting her caught up. She doesn't have a lane that she's in. That's true. That's a good point. Because I feel like she's been all over. You listen to her stuff, it's all over the place. Yeah, all over, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, I, I think she could do well as far as, like, a maybe, like, a jazz uh, album or something of that nature. Because mm-hmm. um, I think, uh, circling back to, like, some overlooked divas, I think Somebody like a Natalie Cole was overlooked. 
and she had like really good albums like uh, really, thankful really good thankful was really good um, my favorite album of her thankful the, it, it was beginning so to good end. yeah beginning yeah. to end beginning to end i could play that yep. all the way through yep um and when she you know she's always had that jazz element to mm-hmm. her music but uh i think she got over she's overlooked um stephanie mills to an extent but yeah. not that much mm-hmm. um Randy Crawford, I think, is overlooked because she doesn't have that that a voice that you would think is quote unquote diva. I think she is mm-hmm. more raspily. Uh, something I, I would put her into like the the brown liquor ladies uh, category, like a Marlena Shaw or yeah. um, some of those uh, mature grown grown ass women that is not gonna take yeah, that shit like I, a uh a linda clifford too because yeah. i just i just got turned i mean i knew about dd sharp from uh, mm-hmm. a while ago but i just i just you know how spotify will do like random and it played um i'm not in love yeah. her version and i was like where has this mm-hmm. been <laughs> <laughs> trying to do my own version of it with her like i'm a backup singer and trying to Right. And I was like, this is what I'm I was like, this is what I'm talking about. When they put a spin on a song, it just changes to something where you just like, well, why not this mm-hmm. one? Why yep. not this one? And it was so grand. I missed the grandness of when they would give you a song. Um, I just had this argument with my boyfriend the other day. We were talking about um the greatest showman or whatever that movie was, and it was the song This Is Me. And I was like, it was too much. It was like Imagine a, a chocolate brownie with dark chocolate pieces and chocolate <laughs> icing. It was too much. It was trying to be too much. I miss singers like a D.D. Sharp who can like, I'm going to sing, um, I'm going to sing uh, Walking to Memphis. And that becomes mm-hmm. a whole different thing where you're just like, oh my gosh, she took this boring ass song into mm-hmm. because I hate that song, <laughs> but, but that's she would have probably taken that song and gave you something totally different, and that's what I mean. Like, don't don't make it overboard for overboard's sake. Just right. give me the artist, let them take a moment to feel it, and then let them get in there with a cigarette and give us the song we wanted. The white gays love that song. I cannot stand that fucking greatest showman. This oh, is me. Oh, this is me. You know, I'm like, I okay, I, it's, I get it, I get it. This that's is some kind of Spotify qualification. Because yeah. they, had, they was using that song as an ad, and every ad was that goddamn song. <laughs> Spotify, goddamn it. I'm here, take my $9.99 or whatever it is, because I don't want to hear this ad no more. I, I I think I tweeted them about that, like, take that ad off. And then I heard the song on um the Oscars. I'm like, she was singing, I was like, but you're not feeling it. So I don't want to. Right. Definitely wasn't feeling it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm glad you saw it because I was like, I was in there like, okay, you could have kept this, could have been kept or give it to Jennifer Hudson. At least she would have gave me something out of this song. Right. Give I would have had to turn the volume down. <laughs> All but, the way. <laughs> right. I don't mind it. I don't mind loud Jennifer Hudson because I appreciate it. I, I guess, love it, but it's loud. I was like, it's very loud. <laughs> Poor Jennifer, I, but I don't mind loud Jennifer Hudson because you know I, Patty will give you loud. But right. and this, I'm surprised. But, she but Patty, 
Patty finesses notes at times, though. Jennifer oh, kind of yeah. just skips the. She doesn't finesse notes enough for me sometimes. This is low or loud. It is yeah, no kind of in between. There's, no, there's never an in between. It's always you're going to get full force or you're going to get like I'm half assing it today. Like it's never a happy medium with Jennifer. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, jumping on Patty real quick, Patty does give you some. There's a song she did with LaBelle called I, I Finally Believe We're On Our Way Home or something like that. It's the very note at the very end that she gives you. And I'm like, because they're saying they're going insane, but it was mm-hmm. the way she did that final note. It was a high note. And mm-hmm. I was like, but it fades out, but you still feel it where it's like, I want to, you know, I want more now from that. Yeah. So I missed that. I'm glad you mentioned that because it's like, I miss how they used to, you know, do those notes in a way that made you feel the song or feel what the song is trying to tell you to where you were like, well, goddamn. Yeah, like th- they had these, the musical, the people that were behind the playing the instruments were no joke neither. And like you had oh, yeah. like uh, a Ralph McDonald or mm-hmm. you had, um, you know, a lot of people that then spread to do their own jazz albums. Uh, like a spiral gyra or whatever the case may be. Hell, even with uh with Steely Dan, like you had Michael McDonald doing the backgrounds, you had yep. uh, Kenny Loggins doing the backgrounds, and yep. you know they would switch or do stuff like that. Now there's some seeing ass white boys too. I would definitely yeah. go to like a Kenny Loggins or a uh, Michael McDonald uh, concert. And we, we need to do definitely. an episode about that one day because you know <laughs> it was somebody else that that popped up. And I was like, white men don't sing anymore like this at all. Like they just don't. Nope. Was it uh what's his name? Uh Bobby Caldwell. I mean, you up? know, I think of the guy that used to sing and make me feel like Leo Sayre. Um the, mm-hmm. the, the the simply red guy. I was like, we don't simply have a red. Oh, like man. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because <laughs> um I yeah, I I I was I just randomly like I haven't listened to Simply Red in a while. And mm-hmm. I just started listening to it again. I was like, that man was really giving you some singing. Mm-hmm. Like when he, he was, was singing, singing. for back years. Yeah. I was there, like. <laughs> there is a, and I do not remember the name of it, but there's a TikTok account. And what they do is they post isolated vocals. Um, and I came across Simply Red uh, doing Holding Back the Years. And it was like, people don't sing like this anymore. Like, and this was, I'm guessing it was a live performance, so I, but I'm not sure what year it was. Um, I'm not sure if it was like really recent, um, but it was fairly recent. I will say that it looked like it was taken in, in sometime in the past 10 years, but mm-hmm. just like his voice and the way he's singing the song, like people don't interpret music the same way now. Like they get the song and they're just singing what's on the page and they're not feeling it. Like he, you can't convince me he didn't feel that song. Like, and especially at the end, when it sounded like he was about to cry a little bit, I was like, he was in the studio going through it. I right. want people in the studio going through it. Like, I don't, I want your life. I want you crying, bitch. I want you Yeah, crying. I want your life to be shit when you're in the studio because yeah, that's what we're going to get it out. Yeah, I want exactly. you to like a like a listen when Beyonce is singing too. Mm-hmm. Right. Like do it where you look at the person. Um, you mentioned Natalie Cole. I think about I can't say no or all that. It's like she was talking to that nigga right there. <laughs> like I'm telling you, like, I can't say no, but you, you know, like she was like talking to him. And I miss 
that so much, but I think we should do an episode about when white men could sing, like when white men could sing, you could call it that. Because mm. there's so much, even George Mike, like George Michael had it. Like I love the fact he knew George his Michael. brain as well. Because he mm. would, in his concerts, do a celebration of his favorite songs, which was usually all black women. Like he would do a mm-hmm. Chaka, he would do Whitney, but he always respected his lane with that. Like he knew like, they are the reason why I like to sing. I only, I really want to work with them. And you think about anybody he did duets with, they were black. Like he just wanted to be in all those things. And I just feel like we just don't have, I can't even think of who is a white singer out there. Like now? Like I'm like, that's it. Mm-hmm. Like to me, or some little Matthew, Mc, I don't know, Matthew Davis. I don't know these people's names, but I'm just I like. I think the closest one that is, that can sing is Yeba, but I think Adele can sing. I'm not gonna take that away from her, but Adele can sing in this specific spot. She doesn't, I don't think her voice to me has enough range to warrant her being elevated to like a Patty or Shakira level. No, never. No, and she, I had I had to correct a student of mine. It was like, oh, she's like that Dusty Springfield. I was like, oh no, she's not. Mm-hmm. Ooh, no, 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 ma'am. <laughs> Dusty could give you different ranges, and give you songs. Like I remember those songs. I couldn't tell you. I only know one Adele, two of them. I can remember like the ones everybody talk about, but I could not really tell you how they made me feel. But if you talk about like In the Land of Make Believe by Dusty Springfield or, you know, um, I don't wanna I don't wanna hear it, those type of songs, Dusty's one thing to where it's like, no, you can't don't put Adele in that because she's not there yet. Dusty gave you range. Yeah. Y'all haven't listened to Dusty Springfield. You can start with Dusty in Memphis, but I do want y'all to go and go back through all her stuff, even up till the 80s. She was still giving mm-hmm. her some stuff. I think Adele would do good to do like a jazz album, like like Lady Gaga did with Tony Bennett. Okay. Like something that it's that would challenge say, her. Yeah, something that would challenge her. Cause I, I think like girl, I know you have been in these fuck ass relationships. <laughs> But if she does like a jazz album with like some standards, like uh, My Funny Valentine or, you know, something of that sort, I think that would be good for her. But uh, there's only so much heartbreak and singing I'm going to listen to from Adele. Because she's, it's a lot. (laughs) It is a lot. I've, I've honestly never heard an Adele album. Uh, I'm, being, I, I'm the same way. I haven't listened to one all the way through. I picked up a few, like I would do, like, let me listen to the first, the middle, and the, at the end. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there was one song she had, she had, Can I Get It? And I was like, I'm out. I was out. And there's mm-hmm. a new album. It's like, I'm out. I still um, haven't listened to a new one. Like, what was it, 25, 26, 27? 40. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> 40. I just feel like, right, I can, I have never listened to an album all the way. I think I try to do the one that when Target was doing it, I, something, I listened to it and I was like, I'm not really, because again, somebody was trying to bring her, like her and Dusty up. And I was like, 
but I don't feel the same way when I listen to Dusty. There am not it's nothing consistent enough for me to stay in it. Because mm-hmm. um, Nick is right, you can only do so much heartache to where it's like, okay, well, you gotta do something. You gotta get up and change this around. <laughs> like get Patty can give you a heartbreak song like Love Bankrupt, but then turn around and give you new attitude. Right. You know? Right. Which I have to say, if y'all listen, if you've never heard Love Bankrupt, listen. It's a drag song. It's it's a drag song, but it's a most catty songs are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, songs, but that that's a cute song. It has good background, and it, it is what it is for what it was. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think we said our piece about divas. We, as you can see, folks we are of a, a certain generation where you had to sing. Um, so I think that does bring a close to today's episode. Uh, Eric, thank you so much for stopping on by today. Um, can you tell everybody where they can find you on the internets, uh, where they can find your social medias and whatnot? Yeah, um, I am every uh, on every platform, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, EB, the number four, and then Prez. So EB for Prez, Prez with a Z. Um, you can find me there. I um, also uh, have a podcast, Behind the Wheels, with BJ Artistic. Uh, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, but yeah, follow me on social media. I'm always listening to some good music uh, or eating some good chicken wings um, or drinking <laughs> some good drink, you know. So yeah, just follow me on social media to keep up with uh, everything that I do. And I will say that do follow him on social media because you will learn a lot about music and the music history. I think I've learned some stuff. Yeah. Artists that you talked about um, between you and Craig, I've learned a lot about so many artists <laughs> that I didn't know about. Both yeah. of y'all gave have fed me in great ways, so I greatly appreciate you and especially all that history of us know about these different singers and different albums they have done. Right. No, I appreciate So I have to say, we didn't talk about this, but when you talked about the Porno Sisters and all, and the power they really have, people really need to go back and look through your thread of talking about the different voices and what they really brought to the song, especially Fairy Tale is one of my favorite songs, but how they did country and how- Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was about to say, didn't they do a country song? Yes, I remember that. They did. I, the Pointer Sisters, I, I spent so much time with them uh, in 2020. Uh, yeah, like in lockdown, I just albums, like one album after the other, like from their first all the way to their most recent album. And then I was also listening to, um, like I listened to Bonnie's solo um, album. I listened to June's. Um, yeah, I listened to Bonnie, both Bonnie and June's solo albums. But I am in love with their voices, like each of them, they're, they're so distinct, but they have like country, they've done rock, they've done pop, they've done blues, they've done jazz, like people don't really give them the props that they deserve. Right, they really don't. If you go back to some of the early stuff, it was just very, there's just so much in it. I think about fairy tale, but I also think about when they were on car wash doing, that was the only yeah. to watch car wash was just yeah. that that little song. Yep. Powerful was each of their voices. Each of their voices are very different. 
in a way. And even Bonnie, Bonnie was more like kind of the pop girl. Mm-hmm. But even Bonnie's was cute. Bonnie had some cute stuff that like, um, you know, you bring out the beast in me or something like that. It was in one of my favorite 80s movies, um, mm-hmm. Heavenly Bodies. And it's just so many things about them, which my playlist is over two hours long of just their songs. Because they're, they're it's amazing. So great. It's just really, really great. So if y'all don't know anything about them, even when uh, I think recently, I forgot her, which of the sisters um, talked about when they was doing automatic and how they had to really get that song together. Oh yeah, yeah, Ruth. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I will be. I will never forget how. Oh, I was on a bus. We just back in college. I did not know it was them that sung the song. Yeah, somebody. Right. A lot of people thought that there was like a special guest. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was, I was like, no, that's that's all they have. <laughs> some white guy, because you know, at the time it was always some white guy doing some random song, mm-hmm. um, and had like maybe somebody black in the background singing with them back then. And I thought it was that, and they was like, no, that's the point of sisters. And I was in an argument on a church bus. You know, we were just getting, we were singing <laughs> in the choir, like, no, it's a, it's um, some white guy is probably not Michael Madonna, but somebody named Michael and. Somebody and they was like, no, that's the point of sisters. The radio announced it, and I felt so crunchy. But <laughs> know the history of how what they did to get that song together is amazing. So you can find that clip on Twitter, I think, somewhere. But yeah, yeah. And you can find us on Twitter also. We're at Machine One. I'm at what Porter say. Victor's at Wonderman Five. You can like, rate, subscribe to the podcast on Apple, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Megashine. Uh, visit our website, potoftheshine.com. If you have questions, comments, concerns, email us at megashine6 at gmail.com. Um, it is con season, so uh, Comic-Cons are ripping, ready to go. I think ours is next week. Yeah, my local one is next week. I will be uh, showing some cosplay pictures you know, once it's made, because it's just be But you'll probably be doing that too. So yeah, show everybody all the stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I think in the next two weeks, um, WonderCon will be the first of the first through the third, um, where I'll be hosting a panel of uh, creators of color. Um, also, there is another um con coming out that is specifically for people of color you will be hearing a lot more about that that's done by color block um friend of the show chief is leading that and i'm helping out as well so and magazine is also part of that as well so you'll see more of that coming out but they'll be in san francisco in june um so look out for that as well all right anything else before we get up out of here I just want to thank you guys for having me on. This has been great. Uh, thank you so much for coming by. It, it's uh, it's always a pleasure to talk about grown folks music, as I like to call it. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so this was fun. We'll have, we'll have to do it again. Yeah. Well, y'all, until next time, y'all stay safe, mind your manners and your business, and take your vitamins. Yep.